Hello? This is your Life in God podcast. Conversations about you, your life, and your relationship with God. And hi, this is Vicky. Thank you for joining us again. And this episode, a particular blessing of encouragement from the Lord. And it begins with according to Mark and Mark's particular gospel, which I always share that it is his witness and each one of us in our experiences are giving in measure various uh, sights or insightfulness of God's attributes. Mark's gospel actually begins with Jesus's ministry, which demonstrates his authority over everything, including animals, um, demonic spirits, or those that are of the visible world, or those that are in the underworld, in addition to his adversaries and his relationship and responses to those which, of course, the Lord has, just like anyone that is believer in God and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he sent his son to save us. But Mark's gospel has so many dynamics involving the Lord, the demonstration of his authority over everything as the word of God, meaning that he, it was his entity that brought the visible that was spoken and the invisible that, that was spoken to the visible realm or what we call the natural realm. And that is what Jesus, when it says that he was uh, a Lagos, which means the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And it indicated that God spoke things into creation, and it shows uh, evidence of his supremacy as being the supreme and one and only true God and that there are others, and the other gods are actually those that we have um, have uh, uh, elevated because of various reasons. Um, but there's only one true and living God. And so, um, so as the Logos came to earth, Jesus Christ has demand, has control and authority after he received his baptism, he entered into his earthly ministry. And Mark's gospel witnesses, the bears witness of uh, more than the other gospels of Jesus's miraculous works, particularly the authority over uh, nature and again, the uh, underworld uh, spirits and in addition, when we say nature, we include things like diseases and miraculous things of feeding the multitude, of multiplying food. But underlining all of that is the address of a particular topic. And that topic is unbelief. And unbelief is a broad spectrum in its meaning. It can apply to our lives as individuals or ourselves, not believing what Jesus has put in us. It can come to question the Lord, which everyone can do. The answer would be to ask. 
God and believe that he reveals it to us. And in addition to belief of what the Lord or who the Lord is and exactly his role in everything. So it is a broad spectrum, this word unbelief. And Mark's gospel accounts demonstrates Jesus's teachings in various areas of unbelief where he, ha- where he ends up demonstrating his authority over those areas in which we call, which is everything, everything, including the atmosphere, including the universe. He can call anything. As a matter of fact, it is he that calls the day into an existence. So what is so encouraging for us is that when we're sitting in times of, I would call a, an age transition, sitting in a time where we have experienced technology, we're in a load room, I think. Everybody is now knows that you can do audio, you can see video, but then there's much technology that's yet to be revealed simply off of the digitality of the mediums that have been, that God has um, allowed us to bring forth in uh, the 21st century. However, it is also we're in a load room because we are entering into a stage where we as human beings will have to choose or make a decision on what it is and who we are as the, the awesome creatures that God created us to be, to affect what he has given us stewardship of this earth, but also to affect the relationships that we have with one another across the broad spectrum. But then it also requires us to recognize the good versus the evil, and to recognize it not by sight, because of the the visuality of our, our visual dependence on technology now, what is true will be more blurred than ever before, who seems to be, is going to be more deceptive than ever before, so we have to be grounded very deeply in the truth of God. So Mark's gospel starts off and we think, oh, this is historical things of what Jesus can do. And yes, he can. However, have you ever had someone in a relationship, your husband perhaps, your wife perhaps, your father, grandfather, where they always did, they've always demonstrated that if there was a need, they would provide. If you had trouble, you can call them. And this is what a relationship is with Jesus Christ. He is Lord. He can do all things. Yet there are periods whether we've gone through something difficult and expect another change or a blessing that represents a reward that we've gone, but Jesus is, has allowed us to continue on the path of difficulties. 
which is what our life is here on earth. But then Jesus says, I've overcome all this stuff. So be cheerful. And so Mark has reveals a couple of things that this episode, whose true and title is called Help My Unbelief. And the Mark's gospel begins and we'll briefly goes through to the point where we get to chapter eight. Now, before that, Jesus is, uh, has been teaching. He has great multitudes following him. And then there are others, doubters, who follow also around, always lurking to see how they can ease up, either in our hearts or in the circumstances or whatever. And Jesus tells us to be aware of these things and be firm in him that these things will uh, understand the presence of the Lord, which are which when we have and accepted the Lord Jesus in greater measure, he becomes more visible and visible and, and visible in the areas that he wants to demonstrate. And that's a key thing to others who are looking. Mark's account gives us the interplay of the Jesus and uh, underlining premise of belief in chapter 8 um, Jesus comes to meet Pharisees Pharisees is a group of religious influencers in the time of Jesus earthly ministry there are those that actually started when a lot of Jews had returned from bondage or captivity, and they began, and they believed in the oral traditions of Moses, but their practices um, resulted in a, of um, what is considered an outward appearance of religiosity, which is practicing outward things of fasting, can do it only to demonstrate self. And that is a fine line because it is not a condemnation, but it is one that if the Lord is requiring fasting fast, if he re requiring anything else, do it. But a regular outward practice is one and to eliminate the God part is one that comes into chapter 8 of Mark's gospel accounts. So this particular religious group had asked Jesus to perform a miraculous sign. And of course, Jesus um, ignored them knowing who they are for the most part and had a, a, an exchange with them and his conversation regarding who he is and what he's done. And in essence, what he was doing was revealing exactly where the Pharisees stood and their understanding of who he was, and he exposed who they were. And isn't that something? Because when the light comes in, 
it will always expose. And it is for us and it is our prayer always that all accept the Lord Jesus Christ as the son of the living God. The only way to return back to the Father, our creator. And then that, again, this is a, a thing of, a, of, of unbelief. So here is the, a, a religious group who believes still in the Messiah, believes still in God, but relied on their religious practices. And there is the Messiah standing in front of them. They have gathered almost in every circumstance to see what he does, and they witnessed. And then what holds them back is this thing of doubt and unbelief. And God asks us, and Jesus says, and pray that you have ears to hear and eyes to see. This is all in Mark's gospel accounts. And then when you hear with your spiritual ears and see not through the natural realm, but obtain eyes to see the God standing and hearing the God speaking, then he prays that we understand. And that lets us know how awesome Jesus is. And that is his response. It is also chastising and rebuking them, but he exposed them first. But then we get into chapter 9, which is interesting because the way Matthew lays it out, three disciples witness the heavens open up and the spirits of Moses and another believed to be Elijah standing before them. They've witnessed this miraculous vision in person. And Mark begins to share a story about a man whose son was deaf and blind, deaf and dumb. And Jesus had a conversation with his disciples. The God, the father wanted his son to be healed and thus far, he could not be healed. But the father comes to the Lord. And you only go to someone who you believe can help. And he brings his son. And the humbleness before an almighty God. As a man can represent us, and I pray that you see yourselves in it, that he comes to the Lord asking for healing. Jesus responds to him. And the Father's response, I believe, but help my unbelief. is a prayer for each of us in all those difficult times that may lie ahead for us. Because Jesus can always give us more trust, more love, 
more peace. And now even as the world seems to be changed, and we are in a stalwart place right now, a lull, a lull between what was and what is yet to come, with great expectation that our Lord is soon to come. He is asking us to ask him, saying or praying, I believe, but Lord help my unbelief. When there's no food, when there's no job, when our children need help, when the world seems to be collapsing around us. Because you only go to someone and in a relationship, God says, haven't I always done it? I've turned it around, I've fixed it, and I can do it again. So in the next time, sharing God's blessings, it's my prayer that we study Mark particularly chapter 8 and 9. Read the summary text. And then ask the Lord to help in any way and in any way for his hand to touch us that we may be grounded and anchored in the Lord but remaining steadfast. Till the next time, sharing God's presence. Goodbye.